welcome to the Book Hub Book Club podcast. This is a monthly podcast where three ladies meet up to discuss the book of the past month. I'm Sarah. I'm Keely. And I'm Gillian. And this month, the book was Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. so epic there you go oh you just froze <laughs> yeah the quality yeah. drops for all of us yeah yes. on everyone else while we record so this so is like yeah. great 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 potato well hopefully <laughs> you know like because it didn't like didn't help for me the quality but it helps no and it didn't, it didn't help for keely so yeah. we're hoping that this attempt will solve the issue we were having with oh the like the delay yes because like <laughs> We like there was one bit where I think like Julian and I, you know, Keely said something and then Julian and I responded, but there was this really awkward gap. Like you said a joke, yeah, and then there was this gap where it sounded like it was a bit of a sympathy laugh <laughs> because of the the little bit of lag. And it's like no, 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 it was an actual laugh. <laughs> it was like we're truly really laughing. I'm actually funny. <laughs> we're having a great time. <laughs> She's holding this captive. <laughs> um. Wear purple in the next podcast if you are unsafe. Yes, that's right. That's right. I always oh, love those. I always have purple. You do, actually. You do. Big fan of purple. The cats are attacking me. <laughs> um, I remember there's like someone on TikTok. There's like a kid on TikTok with her mom, and everyone's like convinced that yeah. the, girl, the daughter's being like held captive or something, and they're like oh, do this in the next video if you're being held captive. And then I think a few times she has done it. So it's like, oh, I'm sad. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. are you in trouble? Or is that like them? Do- I don't know. I yeah. mean, maybe just don't have kids on social media. Like, I so agree with that. Just <laughs> yeah. live their lives, just you know don't. what I mean? Um, what was I saying before? I was like, oh, we should start. Cause I've got to oh, ask I was saying how... Um, I've already like forgot, <laughs> and I had to like do a little bit of a oh, recap. Yes, anyway. yes. And you're gonna ask Keely. I was gonna ask Keely because Keely finished this book like almost the start of the month. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. The and of the February. second one too. And the second <laughs> one again. <laughs> I started you know, it after Jillian and after you, Sarah. Actually, you guys yeah, both I started, started it before us, before me. I yep. read it, I finished it on the 8th of February. Yeah. And then I finished the second one. Oh, no, no, that's not right. Because this time, ta- oh, this is telling me my Goodreads has it in as I finished it on the 9th of February. That's probably correct. But, yeah, I think I may have, like, forgotten to add it in. But I did finish the first one and then promptly started on the second one. Yeah. Like the same day. Yep. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. And like, because I started it first, like before everyone, and then Jillian mm. started beating me, and then Keely started it, and then Keely finished it, and I was the last person to finish it in the end. <laughs> when <laughs> so did I you finish it? it? I only finished it uh, Saturday. I think, ah, okay. Or Sunday, just gone. So, yeah, like, I've only just finished it. Um, so it's still pretty fresh with pH in my mind. Um, but yes, this is now the second book in a row that Keely has 
read the sequel of before <laughs> the episode about the first one. Oh, did we finish on Fourth Wing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We had already finished Iron yeah. Plane before. Yeah, so this that's is right. That's true. Episode. And so, I actually, yeah. there's messages in the Discord where I said. Because I bought them both at the same time. Yes. I went and bought them in shops because I'm like, I know I'm going to like this and I know I'm going to want to start the second one as soon as possible. So I'm just going to buy them both. And I said, I'm like, I'm not going to read the second one ahead of time. I'm not. Like, I swear, I'm not going to do it. I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. And then I loved it and was like, sorry. <laughs> I think I stuck with it for like, the entirety of maybe an hour before you I was like, no, fuck no, yeah, yeah. I'm doing control the next one, man. Woman. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uncontrollable <laughs> quenching, quenching, an uncontrollable thirst to read. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Quenching thirst. Uh, quenching thirst. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Cactus juice is the quenchiest. Exactly. <laughs> that is how you are with reading. You just can't stop that quactus juice. <laughs> Look, I look. I wasn't gonna admit that I slept for like three hours just before, but maybe I have to to preface. Oh my god, I'm losing my mind. Nice. Um, yes, it's great. Um, all right, let me do let me do the introduction because um, I wrote this. I wrote this a couple of weeks ago, so uh, I can't actually remember what's in here. So it'll be an adventure for all of us. Uh, <laughs> So, hello, hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Book Hub Book Club, where, as you heard in the intro, that I will definitely not forget. This month, we are discussing Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross, and I can hold up my book because I've got it right here, although I am flipped, so unfortunate. Oh, well. Well, not flipped for us. Oh, okay, well, that's good. <laughs> so, I am one of your hosts hosts Sapphire Arcana, aka Sarah, and as always I'm joined by my heavenly co-hosts Garnet Druidess, aka Jillian, and Kaya Knight Journey Hugs, aka Kiwi. <laughs> okay. Journey uh, Hugs. God names? Yes, those are the goddess names. Yeah, I don't know what happened with Keely's. Keely's was, was an interesting one. Journey Hugs. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> we, we either get good ones or they're shit. It's, yeah, it's it's a roll of dice. Where do you find these things, Sarah? Oh, you know, I scour the internet. Just kidding. I got Google image search, which is usually like the third or fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes, um, that is, those are our goddess, goddessy, our heavenly names. I felt it was fitting. Um Anyway, how are you both? The divine on this? names, even. Yes, exactly. Um, how are you both on this incredibly warm day? Like, I'm sure all of us are melting. I'm certainly melting right um, now. Yep, I'm starting to melt. The melting is One commencing second. already. I have to maneuver a cable away from Ren. We can see <laughs> Ren in the mirror. <laughs> trying to attack your cables. <laughs> he has bitten so many of my cables. It's not even funny. Oh my gosh. What are you doing? Oh my god, this cat. Um, I'm sure you can see uh, I am living, I'm suffering from success a little bit here. I've got the air conditioner on because I know as soon as I turn it off, it's going to get too hot. 
but I'm too cold. I hate being under the air conditioner, so I am wearing <laughs> yeah. a woolen cardigan. Yeah, it does look a bit weird, I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, when it's 30 degrees right now yes. at 8pm. <laughs> <laughs> the air conditioner is like facing, like it's angled down, so I'm hoping it'll go down the stairs into the bedroom because it gets really hot in there. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, downstairs. You think it'd be the other way around. Hmm. That is interesting. It's yuck. Yeah. Right. I have my fan on, but it's going to make too much noise in here. Yeah, that's Mm. how I was too. I was like, well, I'm going to make these sacrifices for that audio, you know what I mean? I should should turn it off (laughs) for the audio. Maybe. You can can definitely hear it. You can hear it. Because you're, you're on purple all the time. I didn't think you could. Ah. Can, is it ever? <laughs> well, we apologise uh, for that intro, everyone. Uh, yeah, no, it's actually noticeably so, um, different now. Oh, technical <laughs> difficulties. Sorry. It's not an aircon at all. <laughs> we can only hope that Riverside can save us. Save us. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what the people have just experienced for the last, what, 10 minutes? Um, sorry. Anyway, um, that's uh, that. Sorry. Ren. So uh, Ripley bit <laughs> me and then Ren bit Jillian. My mouth started moving and I was like, oh, why is it moving? I got scared. It's a ghost. Get out of there, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the book this month because uh, we are going to melt to death and yep. we don't want to do that. So we've got to get through this episode real fast, everyone. 10 minute episode, so, let's go. Yeah, that's right, 10 minute adventure. Um, so, yes, time to dive into this month's book, which was Divine Rivals by Rebecca Frost. Uh, now, I did throw Gillian under the bus in this and asked if Gillian could do the synopsis today. But Gillian and I both haven't done a synopsis or a um, read of the next one recently. So I thought that maybe, Gillian, up to you. Would you rather do the synopsis or would you rather read the blurb of the next book? I don't mind. I don't care. What do you, what do you prefer? Keely, would you like to decide on our behalf? <laughs> I was just going to ask if either of you have the blurb for the next book. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. I have both. I have it too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm prepped. I'm prepped. Great. All right. Well, Julian was thrown under the bus for synopsis, so Julian can synopsis it. Ha. Okay. All right, Julian. Synopsis. I just have to apologise because I've used the book as a microphone (laughs) lifter upper right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know what to call it, (laughs) and I can't hardly see in this room. So bear. Shit, I just can't wing it. See. I mean, just yeah, just tell us from memory. So what's uh, what is? Come on, I can't remember. One book <laughs> goes in one ear, at the other after I'm done. <laughs> Sorry, it was a good book, but you know, my brain just can't hold it in. Okay, let's go. When two rival journalists find love through a magical connection, their fate depends on the on their facing the depths of hell together. After centuries of sleep, the gods are warring again. Is that what that says? Yes, warring again. <laughs> it's spelled into the middle of a mystical war, magical typewriters in tow, 
Can Iris Winnow and Roman Kitts unlikely bond withstand the fight for the fate of mankind and, most importantly, love? I think, do I need to read the? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, that was from memory as well. Julian did not look at the book. Was not reading it anything. All committed to memory. Yes. That was so hard to read. You don't understand how dark it is in here. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So this this book was about uh, about that. Some cute little about two little muffins. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, righty. Well, um, what did everyone, how, how have I forgotten how to do this? Like it wasn't that long ago and the, it's <laughs> always been the you? same. How do I host a podcast? <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess let's just dive into initial thoughts, keeping it as spoiler free as possible as then is the rules until we establish spoiler sort of, uh, spoiler rules. So yeah. What did, what did everyone think about the book? Well, you go first, Sarah. Yeah, you never go first. Let me go first. Yeah. Well, it's because I'm the host, so it would be rude for me to be like, now here's what I think, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I remember who went first last time, so that's why I'm like, I don't think it was you. I think it was you. Well, you know, it's you've got to pull the tea for your guests and then you have you do your poor last. Like, you know, that's them's the rules. Well, we're Um, changing it, so you do it. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed this book. I, I feel like, I don't know if it was me who suggested the book or if i mentioned it and then it was sort of like oh yeah we'd heard about this like um but yeah i first heard about this book from uh, a podcast that i really love called of the publishing persuasion and they had rebecca on as a guest and yeah she just seems really cool when i was listening to her talking about the creation of the book and you know the this sort of concept of the war inspired story um and yeah, I just thought that was a really interesting concept. I think, I don't know, being, obviously I do not know what it's like for other places in the world, but growing up in Australia, we learn a lot about, especially World War One. I. I feel like World War Two. I don't know about you two, but World War Two for, for me in my education didn't really get touched on as much. But World War One, I, I feel like we learned so much about the trench warfare and all that kind of stuff. So I always feel a bit more like a little bit more connected, I guess, to World War One based stories, just because of the fact that I feel like we learned a lot about it. And so I was, yeah, really, really intrigued to see how someone could take something like World War One and put it into a fantastical setting in a way. Um, so yeah, I just was like, this seems really, really interesting to me, like the overall concept. So that's why I wanted to read it and then I thought it would be good for us to do because I feel like it combined did a lot of things that I knew you both enjoyed, like kind of enemies lovers. It's quite I knew that it was gonna have a decent chunk of focus on romance, um, which doesn't bother me at all as long as it's balanced correctly correctly. As long as it's balanced in a way that uh, it's you know, it's not the, the entire focus, that there is something else happening. And the romance happens in spite of that. I think is I, I just enjoy those stories a lot more. So, but yeah, I think the romance and the relationship between Iris and Roman was done really, really well. I had a good time watching it develop. Um, maybe developed a little too fast, mm. but you know, um, overall, I think they were both like one of my biggest complaints with a lot of romances in, in stories. Is sometimes 
people get underdeveloped in favor of developing the romance. So it's like the character, usually the woman will get like two character traits that by the end get forgotten. Like they're just not important anymore. They're just irrelevant. Yeah. And like, you know, designated like she's clumsy or she's awkward. But then by the end, like that's gone. Uh, and all that matters is the relationship with the usually male love interest. And so it's like, but with Roman and Iris, I felt like they both felt pretty, pretty fully fleshed out and fully rounded as individual characters as well. So that's why I didn't really mind that their relationship kind of progressed relatively fast. I think the extraneous circumstances that they're in, you know, mm. makes sense. Like you, you could die at literally any moment for a while there in the book. So, which I don't think is a spoiler because it's literally set around a war. <laughs> so. Yeah, like, if you're picking up a war book and you're like, oh, my God, people are dying? Like, I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Well, don't watch the Titanic. I'll just tell you that right now. Um, But, like, it's just, yeah. Anyway, I I think that the characters have developed really well. I enjoyed their concept. I enjoyed their progression. Uh, I enjoyed, like, bits and bobs of the world. I thought Oath was really interesting in the way that the town kind of was just like, there's a war happening, but it's over there. Uh, we don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of dabbled in media censorship, which I thought was quite interesting. I don't know if the second book explores that anymore, but there, I did like the sort of dabbling of, you know, the media operation that, Ro- that Roman and Iris worked for initially were like, we don't talk about the war, mm. um, which I think is interesting because, you know, that's something that, you know, in real life there are certain media outlets that will not report on things that happen because they want to spin a certain narrative or whatever. And so I thought that was a cool little allusion to the real world. Um, and, yeah, I liked the kind of war with gods concept. I think that's a really cool concept. Not with gods. Well, I guess the god-based war yeah. <laughs> situation. I always think that's a really cool idea. I didn't know about that, I will add. I knew that mm. it was more one inspired, but I didn't really know how much extent the gods sort of war was. So I thought that was a nice little surprise. Even- uh, it was a lot more cool. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Even reading it, I actually wouldn't have picked that it was like World War One specifically because it feels more because it's smaller. It feels more like a civil war because it's basically oh, just yeah. these towns, yeah. um, but it does feel set in that world. I do find it interesting your comment about how like the romance was sort of like there but not there because to me this reads like a pure romance novel, like the fantasy. Really? the war, everything comes second to what's going on with these two people. Like everything pushes them along, but I feel like the mm. romance is very much at the forefront. So that's that's an interesting comment. Like you I said mean, that we've taken that, like, it so differently. Well, it's more just that like, you know, I mean, obviously their relationship is why, why we're there. Like that's what mm. we're invested in. But at least there is something happening. Like there yeah, is. Yeah, it's a strong plot outside know, of the romance. Mm. Yes. And if the romance wasn't there, I'd say you could still have a pretty cool story, even mm. without the romance. Um, mm. it, it, the romance wasn't the only thing happening. Um, yeah. But it was, you know, it was very central to what was happening. But, yeah, I had a really good time. I loved the concept of the typewriters and how they, you know, allowed the communication between the two of them. I think that was really clever. And, um, uh, yeah, there was a few things that I was kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, like, I just, I feel like, it was it's so it's marketed as an enemies to lovers yeah it's not really it's not not quite like, yeah. i will give uh, they're, they're definitely more 
rivals to lovers. Yeah, uh, like in that, annoyance you know, to lovers. Yes. I've seen friends, yes. To yeah. me, an enemy is like you need to be, you need yeah. to have different ways of looking at the world. You need to, you know, you Wanna need to kill just, each you, other. Yeah, you <laughs> like never you, you like hate you each other. Genuinely hate each other, mm. you know. Um, you, you know, and there's a lot to overcome there. They just kind of, they were rivals because they were both going through the same gig. Um, mm. and they were very similar people. Yeah, yeah, and look, yeah. the relationship was always, even initially, it was always quite flirty. Like, it, yep. you know, there was always an undercurrent there the whole time. Yeah. So I don't really know if I would classify it as that. So if you wanted to read this cause specifically you wanted enemies to lovers, I would say there's no. probably better, like, alternatives for you out there that do enemies to lovers a little bit, like, clearer. This one is definitely more teetering just around the, like, yeah, they're more just rivals <laughs> to lovers more so than anything. Mm. Um, and the only other thing I wanted to flag is that I do wish it was a little bit better with the um, passage of time. I found it really hard to, like, yeah. be like, okay, how long, how much time's passed? Like, yep. what's going on? Like, I know it had been five months since Iris's brother left. That's literally the very first chapter. Um, so I knew that. But after that, I, like, it got a bit blurry. Like, I wasn't sure how much time had passed between the assignment and the result that happens uh, or how, how long Iris was in the village before, like, things started happening. Like, I just, it, mm. I felt like I just needed a few little lines of, like, it had been three weeks since Iris arrived. Like, that would have just helped me kind of go, okay, like, this is how long it takes place over. Because it kind of reads like it takes place over a couple of days. Like, like I a think week it does. Off. Well, and if that's the case, then, like, let me know. <laughs> like, I, I do have I a just don't like not in the spoiler section. Ah, uh, okay. But that's a spoiler. Yeah, I just, I found it quite hard to figure out how long things had been going on for. Um hmm. And it did, you know, it was, yeah, th that little moment where I was like, oh, I just, I just want to know roughly how long things have actually progressed. Oh, okay. Because it yes. felt like they were progressing very fast. Yeah. Mm. And I thought. Which was fine as long I, as. I thought it would be easier. Like I thought it was going to be easier in book to notice for time. But because I did audible. That's right. It was even, I had difficulty with that too. So I'm like, I wonder if the book had like little this, yeah. section. Yeah. No. Mm. I wouldn't even wouldn't even mind like a cheeky like what was the one of the books we read, the London Sales Society that had the dates. Yeah, yeah every, even something every like chapter. that might have been handy for this one. Like I think it might have been better for this than London Sales Society. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really feel it did much for London Sales Society, but yeah. it would have been just nice. And I feel like it wouldn't have been too out of place with the letters and the you know journalistic kind of vibes yeah. of the characters to have dates or something. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, but Keely might completely. Drop a bomb, Dacre, uh, decorate yeah. Dacre style on me, uh, <laughs> and completely change my mind. Um, but yeah, because yeah, it was like yeah. five. I know it was five months from the beginning, and then it's like three yes. months that he waits before he replies to the letters. I think it is. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, that's and true. Then, like, did wait a while. the story really takes place from like when he replies. Yeah. Until then, and yeah, I don't. I think it only takes place over like a couple of months or something. From like, yeah, yeah. I like, like I said, I, I have no issue with it being fast. I just would have liked to know because mm. it just would have. I don't know. I feel like it would have contextualized some things a little bit more. Um, I think they do kind of trauma bond a little bit though. Oh, hundred percent. Like, like I said, like the situation it rushes, is... but I can understand why. 
in that situation. Yeah, yeah, it's like, so, yeah, you know what? Absolutely. Me too. Yeah, fair enough. Like, you know, uh, it's a wartime. Like, you could die at any moment. And during mm. actual wartime and war times, I'm pretty sure people do behave in that way too. It's very much just mm. like you don't know when you're going to, you know, when something's going to happen. So why not? Um, and I get that. Like I said, I have no qualms with how kind of rushed the relationship was because I think actually within the confines of the story, it made sense. Mm. So it's a little bit. I wouldn't say it's insta-love. It's definitely somewhere between insta-love and, like, a standard sort of romance book, I think. Mm. Um, it's mm. maybe faster than some people would like. But yeah, but, like, I, I mm. think it's fine within the confines of the book. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's my overall thoughts, keeping it as spoiler-free as humanly possible. <laughs> Jill Dog? What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was very, it's a very cute um story like lovey lovey story the the letters to each um that they wrote to each other was very cute and like humble um i i did like the whole concept of the war i didn't mind the concept of the gods but i felt like what why like if it was needed um because they didn't really like she, they try to go into it a bit more and explain the story, but I, I think I got more confused with their story when mm. they were trying to talk about it. Um, I feel feel like it quite it would have been just as good as a book if there wasn't um, gods and it was, if it was just based on World War. Um, and then they did still have that typewriter, and that was the only kind of magical part of the story. Um, um I had a good time. Um it was really easy to read. Um I got into it quite quickly. Um the what was I going to say? The romance I feel like it was just like very very cute. Like I'm keep saying the word cute because that's what I feel like it was. It was cute. Like mm. it was not enemy to lovers. There wasn't much romance at all. It was just mm. very puppy love kind of feeling. Yeah, that I got. wholesome. Yeah, it was wholesome. Um, I did find it weird that through the letters that was quite fast, that the relationship, um, I don't know. I feel like it, it would have done well as a friendship as well. Like, oh, yeah. Mm. They just had that fr- friendship that slowly, slowly blossomed into something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, they were s- sending each other, like, things that were quite romantic. Maybe from, not the get-go, maybe, like, a couple of, I don't know, weeks after. Mm. And I felt like that was quite fast. It did annoy me that he didn't tell her. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to yeah, go to sp- spoiler too much. But yeah. I hate when that happens. I'm just like, just freaking do it. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that was my thought about it. I would read the second one, but I, I probably won't read it straight away. I'll probably take some time um, before I would read it again. Um, but, yeah, I think that was my my thoughts. Without yeah. spoiling anything, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually the same. I think I'm I'm not gonna rush out and get the next one. 
I feel like I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you both experienced this, but for some reason, this book gave me tremendous anxiety. Like in the third, like towards the third. I don't know what. Maybe I was just going through some shit. I don't know. But like, I just, I had like the worst anxiety with reading it. Like, I just didn't want to read it because I was like so, like, oh my god, like what's gonna happen? Like, it was like I got super like. Yeah, and like I was just avoiding, like I just avoided it. Like I would just not read it for like a week because I just didn't want to know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, to read it, and I haven't had that in a very, very long time. It was really strange. Actually, Um, I think my friend's doing the same thing. Really? Yeah, because as soon as I I read it, and then I posted my reviews on my Instagram, like just brief reviews, um, and one of the girls I work with, she put down a book. She put down. Sarah J. Mars's latest book, midway through, to read Divine Rivals because she was like, "That's a good review. I need to see this." Um, yeah. And yeah, there was a point where she's like, "I'm too scared. Like, I'm scared something yeah. awful is going to happen." So, yeah. but I, I guess I didn't give myself the time to. I was like, "No, I need to finish this." Like, instead of getting, I get like that, and I do get what you mean. There's a lot of tension in this book where it's like, "What is going to happen?" It's very hard to mm. put down. Um, but I also felt like I, I've read books recently where there was all this tension and there was no release. And so it yeah. just felt uncomfortable to read almost. Like it, mm. it just felt so tense the entire time. Whereas this one I felt yeah. like it did have those like tension, tension, tension. But while the whole time the tension was building, there were these moments of like release yes. where something really cute would happen or – you know, something mm. funny or nice would happen. And so I, I yeah. found that sort of eased that for me. Yes, um, yeah. I yeah, I, I get that for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just got to like towards sort of just like the last sort of chunk, maybe the last like 10 or so chapters. And I mm. just put off reading them for so long because <laughs> I just, I don't know, for some reason couldn't bring myself to, to read them. It definitely felt like, because you kind of, you know, it's a war book. Like, you know, you know, it's not gonna end peachy um so yeah there was definitely this sort of almost sense of dread in a way of like you knew something was coming Mm. um and so yeah there was an element of like oh i just i'll just leave it here forever and they can eternally be you know like helping marisol with the garden and you know laughing with atty at the table and we just don't have to go anywhere we'll just stay here forever (laughs) yeah that's right yeah Mm. Well, I guess we'll do my part. Uh, I loved yes. it. I freaking adored that book. I adored both of them so much. I think they might actually be my favourite books. Um, they hit for me in a way unlike any other. Like I was explaining the concept of it to a friend recently and she was like, oh, you're reading a K-drama. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. yeah, like it has that – I explained it at one point. It feels like a classic story. It feels like mm. a retelling of a story that you've heard a million times but not in a bad way in one of those like you know it, it's comfortable, you love it. It's very mm. like – yeah, it's comfortable. Um, and, yeah, I just really adored it. It had been a really long time since I'd read or consumed any, like, just really sweet, sappy romance and it really yeah. hit the spot for me that I did not know was, like, mm. wanted, that I wanted. Um, 
I smashed them out in four days. I loved all the characters. I've I've actually been spelling a brand wrong at work because of it, because of his name, Kit, K-I-T-T. One of the brands that works oh, is, cool. uh, is Kit, K-I-T. Yeah. So I keep writing yeah. double K and then being like, hang on, what, is it that one or is it not? <laughs> um, but, no, I loved it. I adored it. Um, I have, like, I had my friend messaging me being like, oh, my God, it's so cute. I can't. And, mm. yeah, I that's how I felt the whole time. It was just sweet. It was easy to get through. I found it really, really easy to read. I loved I had mentioned it in the last podcast. I loved that they had, like, chapter, chapter titles. Names. Yeah, that they were great. really nice. I loved <laughs> that part. Um, I liked that it jumped in between their perspectives. I did also read this from a note. Um, I did read and listen to this, which is why I finished it so quickly because I had a sort of slow editing week at work, so it meant that I could listen while I was doing other stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I smashed yeah, it really quickly like because the, I was also listening. Did, did you like the um, character voices for each? I did. I actually yeah, they really liked that. Like they a, had a man and a woman. They did a man uh, oh, cool. and yeah, yeah. 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 And the voice of Roman was delicious. Um, yeah. I was like, yep. But I kept picturing the voice. book. I kept picturing the guy, the kid on the book and I felt like the kid on the book is so young compared to the character. What the voice sounded like. The voice, yeah. And like oh, he's meant to be 20 really or something. Yeah, yeah, they're meant to be 20, 1920, yeah. and I'm just mm-hmm. like, no, he looks like a child. Yeah. Like I, just, I was like, getting a bit, yeah. I kind of that. had to, like, sort of force myself away from it a little bit because it's like, yeah. yes, it, they are adults. Like, they're young mm. adults, yes, but at that age you are, you know, you do, your voice has dropped, you have. But, yeah, the, the illustration, especially her, she looks very young. Um, mm. Something that was also really, I found really interesting and quite refreshing is um, the way Roman was described as kind of, like, I don't know if they ever used the term lithe, but, like, you know, he was, like, skinny. He wasn't big and muscly and conventionally attractive Mm. in that way. Like, he was just, like, a dude. A normal dude. He was kind of skinny. Just, like, an average guy. And I was like, wow, that's great. That's different. I mean, yeah, you've just come from a world of, like, important beings who are yeah yeah, yeah. With muscles <laughs> so no wonder it would have been a, quite a like oh it's a bit that's different, right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but oh there was a comment that i was gonna make what was it shit oh no oh no this is the worst thing oh, to do on gone. a podcast <laughs> <laughs> on this basically purely uh, audio medium i always yeah. do it so it's okay <laughs> uh um that's fair that's fair um loved it. Oh, well, low fantasy it was very low fantasy i kind of forgot that it was fantasy half the time yes um, other yes, than the letters yeah. that's why like, i was like it's i don't so think it's low fantasy needed. yeah mm-hmm. um and well, i kind of yeah, liked that kinda, as well yeah it kind of didn't need it kind of reminded me of mm-hmm. what's that movie with um eric banner and he's like goes he can trans um time travel time yes that's it yeah kind of Remind me of that because there's nothing else magical in the world, but he could do that. Mm, mm. 
Yeah. So, and if it was it's like yeah. the the typewriter, and also every now and then there's like a fantastical beast, but that's basically it. And there's gods. Yeah. But you barely know about, yeah. and they are kind of just there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Do they? Do they talk about it a bit more in the second book without giving mm-hmm. much away? Yeah, I would I not be surprised from... if the feedback was, mm. "What the fuck to deal with the gods?" And so she was like, "Oh shit." And like, because there's a lot in there. I don't actually think there was any feedback, but it's weak. I think it's still. Mm, I don't think uh, there was yeah. any feedback because they both came out in the same year. Yeah, so very tight turnaround. That's not enough. Not enough oh, time okay. to actually take feedback from the first one to apply. It would have already been at the printer basically <laughs> by the um, time the first one came out. Like that's how that's like just how publishing works. So yeah, it wouldn't have been time. And I think maybe that could have been detrimental. I've seen a lot of reviews about the second one not being as good, people not liking mm. it as much because there is more focus on like the world and the gods a bit more yeah. and less on the romance and people didn't like that as much. Um, but I think, you know, unfortunately that's what happens when you pump out two books with a short turnaround. Like mm. You can't take on board anything from the, and, and reflect this in no time. You're already, it's already done. I do wonder if it was one book and they were like, no, 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 and so she had to like decide where it was because it would flow quite e- like it flows quite easily into into the next one a book with like two parts or whatever because um, yeah. she splits it up in these this in like three parts each um, but yeah that's right yeah like it, it does kind of feel like it's the one big story and yeah potentially things were left out yeah for that I mean like you kind of get the reason why like it makes sense that there's more gods in the second one and you find out why blah 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 but. I'm not here to do that. <coughs> Sorry, oh my god, let me mute. It is, it is uh, dead to us. The second one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So while Keely coughs herself to death, um, let's <laughs> um, so bad spoilers. Well, I was going to quickly touch on how did we feel about, I guess the oh yes, just like the characters. Um, did we like Iris and Roman especially? Uh, and the wider characters around as well. Is there any highlights, any lowlights? <laughs> that kind of thing. Everyone um, loves Addie. Yeah, Addie's great. I did I enjoy the scene where you met her in the train. Uh, mm. I just thought it was really cool. Um, but yeah, she does seem really cool. I could hear myself. Oh, yes, I can too. Hear myself yeah. real bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's my laugh. Wow, what changed? It's I don't know. Coming from me. Yes. yes. No, it's coming from my imaginary friend. <laughs> I'm vaping. Well, it's weird because I couldn't. It's only just started happening. Mm. Yeah, just. Oh, it's gone now. Is it gone? Yep. I don't know what changed, but. Yep, it's gone. Weird. So weird. Keely is not listening. Keely is doing this headphones list today, everybody. Yes. So that's why you may hear some echo. Probably should mention that at the beginning. Did we? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, half of her podcast um, is a great idea to, <laughs> to let people know about audio issues. Um, uh, but yeah, how do we feel about, yeah, Iris and Roman especially, but anyone else as well? I actually really liked um, Iris. I really liked Roman. I tend to always love the male characters, but I actually quite liked Iris. It felt really refreshing to like someone who was headstrong, who knew what she wanted, Ooh. like wasn't going to take any shit, um, had a personality, had her own ambitions, has growth, isn't just – because, yeah, a lot in just 
straight up romance books, it, it can be your main, female main lead can be very bland for for the purpose of inserting yourself into it. Um, and that it didn't feel like that this time, or at least not to me. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I had a good time with all characters. Um, I don't think I had any real issues with anyone per se. They didn't really do – the one thing I liked is um, they didn't bring unnecessary characters into the story. Mm. Um, she just – she kept it quite small and, like, really, really focused on um, the important characters, their story – and like the second kind of main character people, um, that's one thing I like that she did because so, it, it kept it quite simple. I wasn't confused. Okay, who's that again? Who's that? And, mm. um, the brother annoyed me um, at the end. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> We're not in the spoiler section, Julian. So, <laughs> I didn't spoil anything. I just said the brother. Oh yeah, I did a kind of by the end of it, <laughs> didn't I? It could have been anyone's brother. It could have been. It could have been any yes, brother. Any brother. Any brother. Any from brother. Any 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 I always ask it, so I thought I would just do that still. Um, I think it was actually quite well done in terms of, like, pushing the characters and getting them to do things and progress when there isn't really a clear antagonist. Like, there's the yeah. evil god, but it's not really their protagonist, like, their antagonist, because he's not mm. really actually actively hunting them. Um, so it is kind of a book without an antagonist, and when that happens, it's quite hard to get your characters to, like, do anything because like if there's no external factors really doing much to you directly there's not really a lot of reason to move but i think the book did a really good job in the the, the antagonist sort of was like a looming figure in the distance but and it was quite it was enough to sort of enable these characters to go and tell their story regardless mm -hmm. um but yeah i think iris is probably one of my favorite like female characters i've read in a while like i i think she She's yeah, she's really well done. I think like she I, and I love that she just sort of took charge of her own life. Yep, and was like, you know what, I'm gonna go do this thing that I want to do. Peace out, Brussels sprout. You know, like, and I I love that for her. Like, I love to see characters just take you know taking the world by the horns and going and doing the thing. Um, and yeah, I, I I really enjoyed her tenacity and her ability to um yeah just keep going and, and she felt strong in her own right not just with roman which was really nice as well mm. um and i think roman is really really well done as well i think his progression from sort of just seeming like this i also love that we didn't get roman's perspective straight away we had yeah. a little bit of a we had to wait for it a little bit I think that was really good because I think if we'd got his perspective immediately, we would have realised he was a soft cinnamon roll the whole time. Mm, uh, yep. But we didn't, obviously, because we were with Iris initially and Iris saw him through a different lens. So um, I'm pretty sure it wasn't until we as the audience discovered he was writing the letters that he we switched to his perspective. Like, I'm trying to remember the exact yeah, moment we switched to him. But I remember being like, oh, I love this stylistic choice to wait and to not do it straight away. Um because, yeah, otherwise it would have been very easy to just sort of see what 
moment was all about. I'm pretty sure the first chapter we had with him, he, he, it's about the letters and he's talking about how he didn't reply at first and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, anyway, I, I think, uh, and I love the stuff with his family. I thought his family stuff was really interesting and the mm. pressures there that he has uh, and the fact that, you know, he kind of gives all that up for her in a way, which yeah. I think is really, really sweet. So, um, and yeah, Roman is very much to me the epitome of like actions speak louder than words character. <laughs> like, no yeah. intended, I guess, considering they're both writers. But, um, you know, like the, the, and that was one of the things why he was so worried. This isn't really a spoiler, but it is. He was so worried that she wouldn't forgive him. Mm. And I'm like, she would be an idiot to not forgive you in a way because of just of the actions you have done, you know, like the steps you've taken to, to be with her. Like she can see that and she's aware of that. Just give her five minutes and she'll work it out. Don't you worry. She's a smart cookie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, they're kids, I guess. Not fully mm. kids, but, God, these characters are older than fucking Bella Swan, man. <laughs> Just, just realizing how young Bella is and how stupid she is. Anyway, um, sorry, aside to our other series, <laughs> but yeah, I did like the characters. I really liked Mar. Is it Marisol? It is Marisol, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, Marisol. Yeah, Marisol and Ashley and the B and B. All that stuff was yeah. very sweet and very cute. Mm. I loved their little home base that they had developed there. I thought that was really nice. Um, and there is a specific scene that I thought was done really beautifully. It's not fully spoilery. I'm going to try and keep it as not spoilery as possible. But there's a specific scene when they're going back from a fight and Iris is in the back of a car with a bunch of soldiers. And yeah, I think yeah. that it's probably one of the most beautiful mm, scenes yeah. I've ever read. Yeah, uh, that was good. Just really, it was a moment that really just, to me, harkened back to like all the stuff we learned about uh, just the waste of life that war is. Mm. And I appreciate that the author didn't, hide from that and didn't mm. glorify that you know mm. his fantasy does glorify war sometimes when you look at it it makes it look very impressive and, yeah. and oh, yes we must fight battle, blah, 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 blah. yes and i love that this book was like no the war is stupid it's mm. stupid look how stupid this war is people are dying for no reason yeah. so i'm not sure if the second one continues that trend or not but i would hope so because i do appreciate the sort of almost anti-war statement that is in the book yeah. subtly but it's definitely there mm. Um, yeah. And I think it's told from the characters, which is the very tenuous link I have to my initial plot point. Anyway, let's go into spoiler territory. So if you are planning on reading Divine Rivals or you're like halfway through and you don't want to spoil, please do not listen. Skip towards the end. Uh, we will reveal our next book for the month of March. Um, so yes, we're going to spoil things. <laughs> Thank Stay you for listening. Away. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> All right. Keely, I feel like you have some things to say. What do I have to say? Um, I was just flipping through and saw um, the chapter title of One Piece of Armour. The whole armour thing when they're like, oh, it's so (laughs) precious. Like I just, such precious little muffins and it makes me so happy. I fucking love this book, man. Oh, there's so many good bits when you think back. And I, I just, I just, I just love it. I love it so much. <laughs> um, All right. Well, I guess so the- many things. There's so many things that, like, I actually think <laughs> this is done better than Fourth Wing and Iron Flame because there are less. There's so many less unopened, like, 
open questions in this than there were in like fourth wing. Like I think you could finish yeah. this and feel satisfied. Guess, whereas fourth wing, there was so and even I am playing both of them. There's just there's all these questions you have that aren't answered into the next one or the next one or the next one. And it's like this one doesn't have like like yes, some things that you find out earlier they're not open ended exactly. But then you find out more information and you're like, oh, that actually links back to that. That's really cool. But it's not in like a, how does this work again? And here's the answer mm-hmm. later. So you don't have that frustration, which was good. Um, well, I was going to say, to start off the big spoiler section, how did we feel about the reveal about Forrest <sighs> at the end? I was like, what the? Like, it's not so Roman. Obviously, I like- knew it wasn't Roman. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, I, who, what? Like, is, like, mm, mm, yeah. Mm. Yep. And because, like, you yeah. knew something was going on when they went upstairs and, like, some stuff was missing or moved around. Yes. And, like, his thing yes. was gone. Yeah. And it's like, Definitely didn't think it was going to be the brother, though, doing no. that. I thought it was going to be, like, some, I don't know, soldier sneaking in or something. I don't know. Mm. Um yeah, that, that was definitely a bit of a surprise. Obviously, you know, as always, going into this stuff, I always find really awkward when Keely knows the answers to things <laughs> that we yeah. don't. But I I feel like um, I was very sus when he was all like, no, we couldn't bring Roman, we couldn't bring Roman, we couldn't bring Roman. I was like, yeah, you fucking could have. Yeah. Yeah, lazy son of a bitch. <laughs> like, so, I don't know, I found that very sus. I feel like it was just a case of he just, I don't know, either didn't want to be judged or he was taking her for a reason. I don't know. But I was like, what do you mean? Like, you, you definitely could have. Um, I just yeah. feel like you just didn't want to. Um, I also found it really strange that she, when Iris turned around and was like, he's my husband, Forrest gave zero fucks. Zero I was like, shit. Your baby sister just told you she got married. You give zero shits about it and you just let her husband die. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, I know he's been through some shit, like I get it, but it's sort of yeah, like I found it very Yeah, I was like, bro, thank God we didn't spend the whole book looking for you. Oh, wait, we did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Also in that, that section, they were like, they said they were only, what, five feet away from each other, mm. her and, yeah. and Roman, and what, because of whatever happened, they wouldn't find each other? Yeah, that, yeah. That, that part, I was just like, okay, come on. Like, you could have just done a couple of steps and you would have been there. <laughs> exactly. It takes you five yeah. seconds to walk over there, grab him too. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I was like, but- nah, you're just being a dick. Like, <laughs> you know? And, like, the fact that he didn't explain anything to her, he left her in the dark for so many days while they were yeah. walking. And she was just like, oh, he's obviously, like, a bit fucked up. I'm like, yes, I, that's true, Iris. But also, like, honey, you deserve to know what's going on and he should be telling you what's going on. Uh, like, and I guess he didn't want to own up to, like, what happened or the fact that he had been, like, I don't know, it seems like he had been forced to change sides kind of thing and fight for the evil because like he died. But, like, uh, it just felt a bit like, come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, it was, yeah. It was weird that he took her home. I didn't yeah. understand that. I they just, just went like, the whole way home. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> that was just yeah. That weird, didn't yeah. make a lot of sense. Mm. Um, going to the start, I don't know if you guys thought the same thing. I had to like 
reread or rehear it a couple of times because when she was talking about her brother mm. um, and she was like, why is he leaving me for her, blah, blah, blah. At first, I didn't really understand that she was talking about her brother. Mm. And I'm just like, what? And then she starts talking about that it's her brother. And I'm just like, wait a like, second. Oh, oh. <laughs> this really the dynamic. Let me just go back. I felt like that was very, um, I don't know, too endearing, too lovey. Intimate? It made yeah, her I feel very young. Yeah, like it it's only supposed to be five months before it starts. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I was picturing like a thirteen-year-old mm. talking like this yeah. because that's how you'd feel yeah. at that age. You wouldn't have that sort of necessarily have that attachment or that mental yeah. process about how you would about a, a partner. But Mm-mm. yeah, it does feel much, very much like. Oh, it's her brother. Like, yeah. oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, I think also there's lots of like you know war movies and stuff where you see the husband and wife and like she mm. like, waves them off with the little like the little handkerchief like goodbye, dearie, like that kind of thing. So maybe it was evoking that idea as well, like yeah, that maybe. old school trope of waving off your husband yeah. to go to war. Yeah, or when in the train and they go off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I get you. Did anyone yeah. else see, you know, their initial boss at the Gazette? I kept imagining him as J. Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man. Like I just thought any moment yeah, he was going to be like, give me some pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> like, oh. I don't know why I just saw him like that in my head. Did you say <laughs> bold, Keely? Yeah. Did you him bold? I did too. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if he was, but I was like, yeah, no, he's bold. He's yeah. giving bold energy. <laughs> Giving why I thought that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, I think my only good, I, a few of the things that, that I had, I kind of wouldn't have minded a little bit more at the Gazette. I quite liked all that stuff. Well, that was really yeah, cool. Yeah. I enjoyed like, that. I feel like yeah. we left that quite early. And I guess, you know, fair enough, we had shit to do. But, like, yeah. it was just kind of like, oh, I kind of enjoyed this. And this is the second book I've read recently where I get a character. And I hope that Sarah does indeed move to work at the museum. <laughs> oh, I was like, who the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, Sarah. And Sarah's like Iris's bro at work, and she's yeah. like, "Yeah, I got you, fam." Like, yeah, like she was like really nice, and I was like, "Thanks, Sarah. Well done. Good Fresh representation of Sarah's." The last book I read that well had a character with Sarah in it fucking died. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, "Oh, I made it into another book." <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> um, what are the spoilers are there? I guess um, they get Cowboy. married. Cowboy in the garden was the lifeline of the fucking book. Which oh, I about how she found the letter. Ah, uh, yes. 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 I don't know if you yeah. have. So how's that? You have how the are they book? doing that? How are they communicating? Because that was yeah, the last letter he sent. So I don't know, you must yeah. not remember. At, uh, just before she leaves, right, she sees another letter. another letter. So he double texts her, basically. And he sends <laughs> another letter <laughs> under the wardrobe but as she turns around. She sees it and she's like, I'm, like she had a fear, she knew that if she read that, she wouldn't go, kind of thing. And it's Iris, Iris, it's me, Kit. 
Mm-hmm. And then, I, yeah. yeah, the way she treats him when he first gets to the front, she, he must have realized then pretty quickly that she, she, didn't wrote, she never yeah. saw that letter. Because he, he dropped his things and went to run after her. Yeah, he you ran remember? towards her and she he ran like, towards her. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, yeah, well yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. Um, does anyone else, okay, how do you, how do you, how does, is it, how do you, is it Daker? Dak, Dakra? Dakra? How do you yeah. say it? Dak, Dak, Dakra? Dakra? The only reason like, I know is because of Dakra Montgomery. Yes, but I still, I never know how to say his name either. <laughs> I thought in the Audible they were saying Dakra. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I thought it, I asked you guys because you were listening to it. Yeah, like, when in the Audible they were saying Dakra. Dakra. Yeah, okay. but then Dakra Montgomery says it like that. Well, maybe it's because Oh, maybe because it, yeah, it could just yeah. be an Aussie thing. So like, probably yeah, yeah. Dacre yeah. for the Brits. Um, anyway, Dacre seems like a massive fucking incel. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> 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 like, I'm going to wage war on humanity because I got fucking rejected. Yeah, no. Get over yourself, mate. Yeah. <laughs> she left me re time to rage war against humanity. Like, <laughs> You know what? There's some people on 4chan, Dacre, who would be really happy to get to know you. I think you guys would get along swell. <laughs> Honestly. Like, it just gets worse. Yeah, and he seems like such a fucking man baby. Like, oh, the lady with the harp didn't like me. But I want to listen to the music and fall yeah. asleep. And fall asleep. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? Of this, like, mythical story of um Hades, Hades and Persephone, and Persephone. yes yeah yeah but I like it is a little inspired by that yeah. not I like think they don't end up loving each other yeah like, don't I end up with Hades and Persephone like I haven't seen enough is it kind of depends on the yeah there's, the times, there's right? different stories yeah. there's some, yeah the stories where she does um fall in love and the stories where um I think she gets she escapes she gets mm. rescued by her mum or something mm-hmm. at one point but yeah that's what um it reminded me of yeah that's so fair i can totally see that actually mm. with that though um for some reason i don't know why every patriarchal villain in books now or antagonist i imagine basically looking like hades from the video game hades where he's like okay. really, really like obnoxiously buff, and like it doesn't matter whether that's what they look like or not. They're just always that's like, what they look like now. tall and massive. So I Wearing imagine black, like yeah, like black, black. That's kind of how I imagined Dacre, mm. but somehow blonde as well. Kind of okay. Kind so of like a there? young crocodile Dundee. But huh? like matted and buff. I don't have very many blonde no. men thinking because he also has long hair. I don't know if there's a about that in the second first book. Chris He's Hemsworth. Like, yeah, I was about Thor. to say Chris Hemsworth, yeah. As Thor when he had that long oh, yeah. hair. How about that? Does that work slightly better? Nah. Probably. The problem is I can't I can't see Chris Hemsworth being ever like bad. He's too golden retriever in yeah. me. Yeah. He has too also, much golden retriever energy. Mm. They kind of describe Dacre like Hamlin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I just yeah. imagined a little incel. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I just imagined oh, some weird. <laughs> that's what I saw in my brain. I was like, you fucking totally. suck. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I felt about him. But, yeah, it was just the whole time. A little like, weasel. A little weasel. Yeah, <laughs> weasel on back to wherever you came from, dude. All right? Weasel back on the ground, bitch. That's right. Look <laughs> at bat boys that aren't attractive and get out of here. And just get the hell out of here, man. Um, I did like the allegory how, like, the, the bombs and stuff was all an allegory for, like, World War Two, like the, mm. the air raids and stuff mm. like that. I thought there was all these little, just these little things throughout the book that it's I was like, oh, that's all right, this and that's these. And you can definitely tell that. Like, I, I know that she did a lot of research, but you can tell she did. Like, it's, it's mm. all there. Like, there's mm. sort of those little seeds of real life that I thought were really, really well integrated within this sort of fantastical world. Did it have to be a fantastical one? I guess not. But, I mean, if you're someone who writes fantasy, I understand you wanting to put a little bit of fantasy everywhere. I kind of, I'm a bit of a map whore, and I would have loved a map of the, the yeah. land. Yeah. Because I was trying to imagine, like, because they talk about how there's these different provinces and how most of the war seems to be happening to the east, and, like, Oath is far to the west, so it's, like, further away, and there are people from, like, the north and the south that are helping. But because Oath out west is, like, far away they don't give a shit but it could have would have been nice to see like you know we didn't i don't think there was ever really mention of what the whole like place was called yeah. what the region was called um and it kind of would have been nice to know a bit more of the geography of the space mm. uh, but that's just because i like to know those things because i'm nosy and i like to i like to know i'm just i must know all the things mm, no i would have liked I... to know that too because yeah, I was like, where are they catching yeah. a train to? Like, I wanted to yeah. follow through where they were going. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think it would have been pretty pretty nice to know. Yeah. I didn't love how a lot of the lore of the gods were kind of dumped into the letters. Like, I know it was sort of made, uh, it was lore dumping, but it was lore dumping in style because it was like, ah, mm. oh, Roman knows more and he'll tell her via the letter. But, like, I don't know. Is it still a lore dump if it's done in a way that works for the story i don't know i didn't mind it but it just i was like the only reason that this isn't just like a straight law dump is because it's within the confines of the letter mm. so yeah i don't know it would have been nice i guess to have iris look out for that stuff herself but i guess it was something that made sense i did quite like yeah. Evan's grandma by the way mm. yeah i didn't want to mention that because it felt a little spoilery because she was kind of the one that encouraged him to go do the thing mm. um but I thought she was really cool. And the story of the friends, like how the friends had the typewriters, I kind of yeah. almost wouldn't mind a little prequel, like, novella yeah. of the friends, unless yeah. it's covered in the second one. But I thought that was really cool. I'm assuming, at least I hope, that the third typewriter comes into play in the second one. I'm assuming it would. That would make sense to me. Like, mm. you know, maybe one of them gets destroyed and they have to communicate and they have to go and steal it from the museum. I don't know. So, um, so does she sense. does she take it back at the end? Does she have it on her? No, it's oh, still she there. Oh, With a time, yeah. but I think I don't know. I feel like the I guess it comes down he, to is he is the magic either from just the typewriters, or is the magic from them? The magic is <laughs> in the bloodline the whole time, exactly. Mm. Um, but yeah, but so they did. Um, Typewriters do give Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants vibes. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen that. Um, I don't know really? why I haven't, yeah. but maybe we should watch that because that's also from the book. Oh, that's 
that's a good point. Yeah, we definitely yeah. should then. Um, all right. Is there anything else? Anything else we want to touch on that we haven't touched on yet? I'm trying to think of anything. Um, oh, there was um, the scene where I can't remember her name when Marisol's wife came back. I thought that was really yeah. nice. Oh. I didn't actually expect that. I kind mm-hmm. of expected her wife mm-hmm. to have been KIA'd, like, to be yeah, honest. And I thought too. that was going to be like a scene of, like, ah, oh, fuck, she's going to find out that she's dead and it's going to yeah. be a laugh. But yeah, I was like, oh, okay, she's alive. I'm okay with this. I mean, she might be dead now, who knows? But because mm. uh, we don't know at the end of the book what happens to Atty, Marisol, or the wife who, I've forgotten her name. What's her name? Keegan. Okay, yeah, that's Keegan. it. Keegan, yeah. yes. Um, we don't know what happens to them. Uh, and that's another thing that irked me at the end there because Iris is just following Boris. And I'm like, Iris, what about everyone you left behind? Do you, are they okay? Following. She's forced. At the end. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But like, I'm just saying, like, I'm just, mm. I'm curious as to why there isn't really, I think she has like a fleeting, like, oh, I hope they're okay. Yeah, she like, did, I don't know anything left. Like, everyone's yeah. going get, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. did a couple of times mention them. Like, I hope, you know. And then at the end, we see that Dacre has rocked up at the town. So they're yeah. not there anymore. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. That whole end bit was interesting. That, that whole, like, the, what was her name? Marcel? Mar- Marisol. Marisol. Leaves. And then they're like, oh, no, we've got to follow her because um, Keegan told us to look out for her. And then suddenly mm. she's like helping people, and Keegan was there. No, Marisol doesn't leave. She says, like, she tells Marisol to leave, and then mm. she won't go. And then Keegan tells Addie, Roman, or she tells Addie and Iris, she takes them for driving Look lessons and goes, if anything, yeah. you, you will know when it's time to leave, and I need you to take Marisol with you. Like, yeah, I need yeah. you no, to take her. When- Nope. I think Julian mm. means actually when it's all going down. Yeah, when it's all going down and Marisol goes, stay here, I'm coming back. And then and then Iris and Addie, is that her name? Addie, look at each yeah. other and we're like, no, we, we have a promise to keep. We've got to follow her. And then, then they oh, all yes. go and follow her. And then she's, Marisol is helping people that have been um, injured and stuff. And then mm. somehow Keegan was like further up, helping people too. Mm. That's what I got a bit confused. And then suddenly everyone's like helping them and stuff like that. Mm. Like so I was like, there. yeah. So I was like, why didn't Keegan like then come up to Marissa and be like, "What are you doing here? You should be like GTFO. Yeah, bro, get out doing? of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. That part mm. I got a bit confused. Mm-mm. That's fair. It's like. Yeah, it was interesting. Like, I don't really know what they're... Um, I have a lot of questions about the military and how it's all functioning. Mm. It sounds like, you know, they just have, like, standard, like, on, like World War One level, like, muskets and, like, you know, older, like... Jillian, uh, you would be well-versed with this being a battlefield fan. But, like, those kind of weapons. Fucking slow as. Um, and... Um, I would say not that useful at destroying demonic creatures, personally. Um, but they were like, oh, we're going to try and hold the town. And it's like, how? Yeah. They're holding it against <laughs> the soldiers. And, yeah. The hounds and leave. the bat things aren't frontline. Yeah, but, like, they, just leave. 
You're not gonna win this. Yeah. Just wait. Let him have the town. It's, oh, it's a dinky town. He gives a fuck. I think probably <laughs> because if I they didn't hold the town, it would go to Oath. Fine. Good. Maybe yeah. they will do something. <laughs> like, but I, think I, they... I, I should not be in the military. Yeah. I think they. What didn't should we realize... do, Sarah? I don't know. Fucking kill him. I don't care. <laughs> like, just leave. Leave. I don't give a shit. Do you want? <laughs> I think I think the locals didn't realize how bad it actually was, was. and that's yeah. why they wanted the reporters to go in the front and lines. Actually, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like after her seeing that, she, she should have like come back and been like, "It's really bad out there. Like, we gotta get out of here if anything happens." Yes, I was waiting for a conversation between Atty and Iris about how it was. Yes, mm. same. And there kind of wasn't one. I was and I'm like, like oh, God, no. did that by herself. Yeah, I'm like, why like, didn't Iris she had Roman, her? But fuck. Like, she didn't warn her nothing. No. Yeah. Like, come well, on. She couldn't like, talk about it. That was the whole thing because yeah. all she ever said, all she could open up about was pray it doesn't rain. Yeah. yeah. And like, like still, having like, unless... looked at photos of trench foot, absolutely, oh, yeah. it does not rain. Um, unless yeah, I kind of get that though to her. She wasn't quite ready to talk about what she'd yeah. seen. Which is fine. But also, if your friend is about to go yeah, do that, I would be I like, think, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a bit much. Yeah. But also, like, I feel like if I came back and things were that grim, I would be like, we need to evacuate the town yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. I would, that's what like, I would have thought. It's grim. It's grim. It's grim. Everyone needs to go. Yeah. Like, what's the point of bringing soldiers here that's just, like, die like instantly. die anyway? Like, like just one, we need to leave. One was left in that whole platoon that she was with, the one, yeah. the actual, what's his name? I forgot. I think like, that it's so... Like, it just, I don't know. I'm just like, what are the military doing? What are they doing? They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They yeah. are just, and like, we're fighting for Enver. Enver is just like my father, went for milk and has not come back. Where the fuck's she at? All yeah. right. All these people are out here dying for you, ho. And you're just like, nah, I'm going to go play a harp in a graveyard. <laughs> like, fuck off. Help. What are you doing? <laughs> and again, I know probably all of this is, is explained in the second one. But right now, while Daycare comes across as an incel, Enver comes across as an absent parent. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's mm. just nowhere to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, all these people out here dying for her. And she's just like, peace out, Brussels sprout. Daycare, at least, bro's right there. He's in it. He's with his he, army. Yeah, he's, he's like, there. Hey, guys, what's going on? I'm here to fight. And Enver's just, like, at home watching telly. Like, I just, <laughs> what's she doing? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, come on, Enver, step up. All right. <laughs> I had a moment um, of like almost fear at mm-hmm. the end in like the last chapter or whatever, or the second last chapter, where she's with it's the last chapter with um Forrest. And it's like yeah. the middle of the night and she wakes up and she goes to pee or whatever and comes back and he's staring at her. Yeah, <laughs> and when I envisioned so that I was like like thinking of this like terrifying guy, like full on staring. Yeah, totally. Like I'm like, oh my god, is he like possessed or something? Like, he gave like he's serious. Up, like his brain. Yeah, I was like, thinking. What the fuck he is was that? given. Like, is is yeah. he gonna murder her? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely given some shifty vibes. Mm. I I thought at start when he revealed himself that he was like a shapeshifter. 
that somehow knew, yeah, that somehow knew how he looked like. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's a very sus introduction to him. So sus, yeah. Especially after like Iris has painted this very like sweet picture of him the whole time. Yeah. Um, about how just like vital he was to their family unit functioning. Mm. Um, to then have him come and do like that was definitely a surprise. I think. Yeah. Mm. You feel like she Um, does. Yeah, Very totally. You feel as blindsided as, as she is in the book, mm, which yeah. I think is, is another testament to like how well written it actually is. Um, mm. Was there anything else we wanted to mention? Final thoughts, mm. ladies? Anything else you wanted to add? I loved it. Go read yeah. it. Oh, I love, okay, actually, um, again, coming from a lot of adult novels where, you know, people will have sex really really liked the way she wrote the sex scene in this yeah no true she did it didn't really fade to black but it didn't really go into gratuitous detail either and i thought it was yeah the way it made very tender our bodies just like coming together or whatever like yeah i don't know what it was and our bodies coming together i know (laughs) yeah it was just i actually felt like it was kind of weird that they were in the dark for their first time i, I think it made it i don't like... know why i felt i felt like because i don't know that they they were reading to each other to get that i guess spark they're reading their letters mm. to each other to kind of like i think i love the person that's in the letters more than you in life right now so you need to read it so that it can like all become one <laughs> that's mm. how i felt and then then and only get a direction if you read to me <laughs> yeah, yeah like that's how that's how i thought of it and then because everything went dark i'm just like so are they picturing <laughs> write the letter or mm. like <laughs> i mean well roman always knew it was her she mm-hmm. didn't though. She yeah. didn't know who he was, and she did picture someone else initially. Mm. But then there was that chapter where she was talking about trying to combine them a bit. The you're right. Them. I mean, there's probably an element of Iris that does love this idea of Carver still, despite the fact that yeah. she knows Carver is Roman. Um, That's what she was. Yeah, she was mm, consolidating. Mm. So I don't. Look at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He always so, yeah, loved her, but. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, mm. I kind of I think it makes sense of having sex in the dark though, because they're virgins. It, uh, it does. And yeah, like, it what does. Virgin and, yeah, have sex in the dark for the first time. But like, like you need to like <laughs> see what you're doing, kind of thing, don't you? Anyway, you don't want to see that. You don't know what you're doing in the first place. <laughs> but also, True. like, let's be honest. I don't think Roman was doing much anyway because how injured he was. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, it was quite easy for Iris to navigate where he was. He yeah. wasn't moving. <laughs> he was just like starfishing the whole time because he couldn't move. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I liked that it was. I think it was handled in a nice way. Yeah, you know, I, I'm an advocate of the fade to black. I think it's fine. We don't need. And look, it's not going to progress the plot if we have 14 pages of them thrusting. Like it's not no. doing anything. But uh, I do think that it was nice to include and 
you know, it kind of, it. I guess, because after that, everything kind of goes really downhill. So I guess yeah. it very much cements this is the end of all innocence. Not that I really believe in virginity. I think virginity is like a social construct. But if you're going to take it as what it was seen as, which is like a loss of innocence, like you're an adult, you're, you know, you're of the world. Um, you're no longer a child. 100%. It all went up after that. So I think it completely works as a bit of a metaphor for like them leaving that sense of innocence completely behind now um yep. yeah all right well um that was divine rivals by rebecca ross um how many magical typewriters out of five would you give it ladies he's <laughs> <is> giving 10 <laughs> <laughs> 10 <laughs> out of five <laughs> um even after sitting and thinking about it um even after all this time i still think it just it brings me too much joy. There's nothing that I couldn't see past. Um, I read a really good thing. It was like how you should, like, how things, how this person rated their things. Um, mm. And yeah, five stars. I loved it. I'll, I'm going to read yeah. it again. Trust me. You're going to go through the emotional turmoil a second mm. time. I wanted to <laughs> it read would be it cute from the start they... as soon as I finished it. It would be cute as a movie. Uh, yes. yes, I think it does. Yeah. It would lend itself very well to an adaptation, either a movie yeah. or like a Netflix series or something. I think it would definitely do that. Mm, for sure. Mm. Julie, what'd you rate? I think I'll give it a 4.5 out of 5. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think I also gave it a 4.5 out of 5. I, um, I think the only reason I kind of brought it down from five is just like I said there was I just would have there's a few things I would have liked extra yeah I was selfish and I wanted a few extra things yeah um and um the weird anxiety it gave me I don't know <laughs> I've never had that before um and I, I don't think it's the fault of the book by any means um but you know it was I definitely was avoiding reading it for some reason so should you write um, a book on what's not there though shouldn't you write a book on yeah. what's there yeah, because the lack of something can be detrimental to what's being told. That's True. my argument for that. Um, and I think had those things been there, um, I would have been an extra happy egg. Um, but yeah, no, I, I had a really great time with it. I think it yeah. is a really good book. And I agree with you. I think it's, and I think even if you're not a huge romance fan, even if you're not a huge fantasy fan, I think there's enough of all those different elements concocted together that makes it enjoyable for anyone to kind of pick up and give a go. I think it would be a great introductory to fantasy or to mm. romance as a genre. Uh, I think it does both of them quite well. Maybe the romance better than the fantasy, but the fantasy is quite light, so you can kind of ease yourself into, into the genre if that's something yeah. you're not as comfortable with or don't enjoy as much. Mm. I don't know if that's going to be the same for the second one, um, but for this one, the fantasy is, yeah, very light. Um, cool. Well, that was that. Good <laughs> chat, everyone. I feel very hot and sweaty. So um, <laughs> let's move straight. <laughs> Me too. Wrap this boy up and so I can go um, sit in the bath. Just kidding. I don't have a bath. I'm just going to sit on some tiles. Um, <laughs> so uh, our next pick for March is Invocations. 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 This book.
book. Now, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I don't really need to, but I do sort of work in the publishing industry adjacent because I don't work in publishing. That's why it's always weird. This book is selling like fucking hotcakes. Really? Holy shit. This is making a lot of money. Um, sorry, I just wanted to let you all know. That's good to know. Um, it's, yeah, doing very, very well. Um, so, yeah, so that awesome. is the book for the month of March. Pretty nice and floppy if you're into it that. It does have book. a good flop. Yeah, if you're a floppy floppy fan, it is a good flop. It's thicker than I thought it was going to be, actually. Yeah, yeah. the words are quite, They're quite thick. The text are The Bible is with a beautiful flop, I say. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, that's, a flop. that's a good flop. It's quite fun. <laughs> Very large. Yeah. Yes, it is quite generous. Um, all right, so it's actually probably good for Jillian because look how long the fucking blurb is. So you've actually lucked out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a whole page. Oh, my God. All right, so this is the – is it Invocations? Invocations? Yes. God, I can't speak today. Yes. All right, so the little tagline is three girls, one supernatural killer on the loose, dot, dot, dot. Um, all right, strap yourselves in, everyone. Sarah Jones believes in magic because the alternative is too painful to consider, that her murdered sister is gone forever and there is nothing she can do about it. Rather than grieving and moving on, Zara decides she will do whatever it takes to claw her sister back from the grave, even trading in the occult. Jude Wolf may be the daughter of a billionaire. I'm sorry, Jude Wolf what? is such a Jude Wolf is such a writer name. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Who like Jude, just Wolf. Jude Wolf. <laughs> Jude Wolf may be the daughter of a billionaire, but she's also undeniably cursed. After a deal with a demon went horribly wrong, her soul has been slowly turning necrotic. It's a miserable existence marred by pain, sickness, and monstrous things that taunt her in the night. Now that she's glimpsed what's beyond the veil, Jude is desperate to find someone to undo the damage she's done to herself. Enter Emma Bryan, an orphaned witch with a dark past and a deadly power, aka the solution to both Zara's and Jude's problems. Though Emma lives a hard scrabble life, she gives away her most valuable asset, her invocations, invocations, that word, to women in hopeless situations who are willing to sacrifice a piece of their soul in exchange for a scrap of power. Zara and Jude are willing, but they first have to find Emma. When Emma's client starts turning up dead all over London, a vital clue leads Zara and Jude right to her. If a serial killer is targeting her clients, Emma wants to know why and to stop them. She strikes a tenuous alliance with, Jude, with Zara and Jude to haunt, to haunt, <laughs> that's a very different movie, <laughs> to hunt the killer before their next, even if she can't give them in return what Zara and Jude want most, a sister and a soul. Damn, there was a lot happening there. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot. But, yeah, so it looks like we've got, you know. <laughs> Did you see the who is it for? No, where? Um, keep the dedication the star. prologue. Yeah, oh, the dedication yeah. for, for all the angry girls. So obviously this book's going to get five stars from me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, uh... <laughs> this is one of the quotes on the back that sold me and how I've been selling it to other people and everyone I show, they're like, fuck yeah, let's go. Uh, the quote is, lyrical, grotesque and pulsing with feminist rage. This sapphic horror, this is sapphic horror at its finest. Sutherland is a luminous, albeit slightly terrifying talent. And <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let's Dude, fucking go. Pulsing with it's feminist so rage. Let's do it. 
That's awesome. Yep. Laura Stephen. Nice, Laura. Might have to check you out for writing and something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is our first foray into sort of sort of horror. I wouldn't say it's like horror horror. It's like fantasy horror, so it's a little bit lighter. But, yeah, we're going into a little bit of a different genre. So I'm really excited to see, yeah. to see how we vibe with it, you know, if we get – we get all scared or not. That'll be interesting. Hopefully we don't get sad neck Jill again, which is a reference that only a very certain percent of people watching or listening would get. But anyway. Why would I? Probably like three people. I don't know. I'm in the car listening to the audio book. Yes, that's right. You like get scared and you're like jolt. That's right. There you go. Um, right, well, that was episode 11 of the Book Hub Book Club. Thank you so Ooh. much for listening or Thanks, watching everyone. or both. Uh, remember to check us out on social media. We've had a lot of love for our um, Film Hub episode of Twilight Moon Moon. So I think we're going to have to watch Eclipse, ladies. Yay. I don't think we have a choice. I think the people no. have decided. So keep an eye out in March. We'll probably do Eclipse early March and then Invocations late March, just like we did this month with um, this month. Yeah, this month with new moon and um sort of new moon and one rival so yes so keep an eye out the the feed will be nice and busy in march uh and please check us out if you haven't already on tiktok and uh instagram at book hub book club try and post there as often as we can to try and like keep the feed alive so i'd love to get us to at least 40 followers that would be <laughs> brilliant uh, we're stuck at 34 for both of them for ages we're on 37 on TikTok. Oh, let's go. So, yeah, look, if I can get to 40, that'd be sweet. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think that's it. Anything else I need to say at the end? No. I think, nope. that's, I think that's all. That's it? Yeah. That's all the things? All right. Yeah. Keely, do you have any final thoughts to end the episode? It's my time to shine. I feel like th- this is my thing now. I have to say dumb <laughs> shit at the end. It is, yeah. Um, Dak, I can suck a dick. Probably about it. Is that a spoiler for book two? Is that we're going to see in book two? Um, no, it's not. Shall confirm, no deny. No. <laughs> you know. Read it. Yeah. Uh, right. Nice. Nice. That's it. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>